Buckle up. You are about to enter the Draws Cast podcast. Your host, author, and motivational speaker, Jeff Drozowski, will transport you through the world of motivation and leadership, always keeping an eye on having some fun, too. Sometimes with a guest, other times just Jeff. Either way, you will leave better equipped to succeed than when you came in. Here he is, the Draws, Jeff Drozowski. Hello, author, motivational speaker, trainer, coach, video blogger, webinar guru, and podcaster, Jeff Drozdowski. And welcome back to the show, the Drozcast podcast, speaking of motivation and leadership. Folks, it's been a while since it's just been me and you talking. We've had webinars and interviews and all kind of good things happening with DrawsTalks.com. I thought it was time that we just got back to me and you talking about leadership topics. So, how are you? I got some great feedback about some recent episodes, and I want to thank the listener who calls himself a roommate for the love I received about the episode with the section on washing your dishes. If you haven't listened to that episode called Leading by Example, please go back to the catalog of episodes and take a listen. You will understand what washing your dishes is all about. It was really good stuff. As promised, if you have some feedback, shoot me an email at jeff at drawstalks.com and I may mention you on the show just like I did with a roommate right there. As most of you are aware, I have now added a partner who takes care of bookings and can answer any questions you might have regarding getting me to speak or train for your company or organization. His name is Lucas with a K, L-U-K-A-S. He can be reached at lucas at drawstalks.com. Want to help support the Drawscast? Audible Books is an e-book site offering one free month of e-book downloads. Go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash the Drawscast podcast and sign up. You get a free month to download as many ebooks as you'd like. Now, thanks to my amazing web person, Annie, we have created a shop to purchase my books right on the website. Soon you'll be able to purchase other items there as well. It is, uh, again, on the website. It is also the spot that you'll go to to sign up for webinars when I have them available. Speaking of webinars, I have my next webinar scheduled, and I will give you that info toward the end of the Drawscast. Draws Talks has had a very good week. The week immediately prior to this podcast, I had an opportunity to do an on-camera interview for a show called Michigan Entrepreneur Television. I was honored to have the host, Tara Kukuteroff, asked me to do two interviews rather than one. So I basically was on camera for one full hour. Interview one was mostly on my book and the second on my business, DrawsTalks.com. Excited to say it went very, very well. I will be posting full and partial clips in the following weeks on the podcast, the Drawscast podcast, that is. And the same will be the case on my YouTube channel, Jeff Drozdowski, and social media too. So stay tuned. So on we go. This is episode 32, Competency as a Leader. Folks, can you believe that we're up to 32 episodes now? It's been a while since we started this track of the five, or excuse me, the 10 big traits that make a great leader. We finally are at number 10, and that is being competent as a leader. We expect our leaders to be competent, but when you examine the traits of competency, it becomes clear that outstanding leaders really are rare. 
Average is typical in the leadership world, and incompetent leaders are easily seen. In companies, organizations, nonprofits, all the way down to little league coaches, we don't have to search hard to find incompetency. Unfortunately, competent leadership is not the norm, and the acceptance of incompetence in all forms has sadly become modem operandi. If we can improve the ability of leaders to lead more effectively, we might have a better chance of improving the performance of everyone and everything else. Leadership in many circles is either assigned or assumed based on criteria based on criteria that has nothing to do with one's ability to perform competently in a leader's role. Many leaders are chosen based on tenure or seniority within an organization, successful performance in a role that offers little or no leadership experience, having a presumed right to the position due to family or organizational lineage, or even based simply on charisma and popularity. How many of you have experiences like that? I know I have in pretty much all those uh, types of scenarios. scenarios. Uh, you wonder how somebody gets into a position of authority. Most of my experiences have been uh, people have gotten into leadership positions simply based on seniority. How long you have been with a company has nothing to do with whether you have leadership qualities. On the flip side, perhaps you have experienced a situation where someone comes from outside of your work world, and it was given a position based on the previous company that they worked for. In other words, name recognition. An example is somebody, again, as an example, who worked for General Motors, the world's largest car company, and was given a position of authority in a smaller automobile-based company. Simply because they come from GM does not mean that they will be a great leader. People perceive that that will be the case, though, simply based on where they used to work. So competence as a leader cannot simply happen because of title, family, seniority, or simply being popular. Like most traits in leadership, some are natural, but most are refined through education and experience. So how do we know if we are in the presence of a competent leader? Several studies identify five big umbrella categories that if your leader is good at, they are probably a competent leader. So we're going to go through those five right now. Number one, strong ethics and workplace safety. These attributes are all about creating a safe and trusting environment, not necessarily from a security standpoint, but a safe, secure environment for people to be able to grow and expand in their roles. A leader with high ethical standards conveys a commitment to fairness, instilling confidence that both they and their employees will honor the rules of the game. Similarly, when leaders clearly communicate their expectations, they avoid blindsiding people and ensure that everyone is on the same page. In a safe environment, employees can relax and simply be their best. The second one is it empowers others with the ability to control their workspace. That is, competent leaders empower others with their ability to control their own workspace. No leader can do anything and everything themselves. Therefore, it's critical to distribute power throughout the organization and to rely on decision-making from those who are closest to the action. Research has repeatedly shown that empowered teams are more productive and proactive. They provide better customer service and show higher levels of job satisfaction and commitment to their team and organization. And yet many leaders struggle to let people self-organize. 
They resist because they are afraid of, of others making decisions. Simply put, the leader is afraid, so they micromanage a situation. Number three, leaders who communicate often and openly. Great communicators communicate in many different ways with the people that work for them. But what they do when they communicate often is it helps build what's called a pack mentality, like a wolf pack that is. If everybody is bought into the leader, they create an us against them or a we are all in this together mentality. A great recent example is the Clemson University football team in South Carolina, USA. Clemson recently won the college football championship uh, in Division I, beating the University of Alabama by a significant score. And something that really stood out for me uh, was their coach. The coach's name is Dabo Sweeney. And Dabo said that they are going to go into this game with little or no anxiety. They're going to have fun. It's us against them. It's us against the world because nobody believes that we can beat the big, bad University of Alabama. And you know what? Clemson beat them handily. So a great example of the us against them mentality or developing some kind of camaraderie within the ranks. A sense of connection with others is a primal instinct and need. It could also impact productivity and emotional well-being. That is for the positive and negative. People who are connected as a team celebrate the highs together and the lows. And I'd like to go to another example about celebrating the highs and lows as a team. Within the last couple of years, uh, my immediate boss, who I used to work for, died suddenly. And the group that I worked for, uh, the department uh, within that organization, we were very, very close. And we always celebrated the highs and the highs and the highs. But we never had a low quite like that. It was amazing to see how we gathered together, how we leaned on each other to get through a difficult time of our boss's sudden passing. And it really drew us closer together. So there are simple ways to promote belonging amongst employees. As a leader, smile at people. Call them by name. Remember their interests and their family members' names and the fact that they have a family. Pay attention when speaking to them, leaders, and clearly set the tone of the members of your team that you have their backs and you hope that they have your back as well. Also, something as simple as giving your team an identity can go a long way as well, whether that be a team name or a fight song, a motto, or something along that to really build people being together. Number four, show openness to new ideas. To encourage learning among employees, leaders must first ensure that they are open to learning themselves. Try to approach problem-solving discussions without a specific agenda or outcome. Withhold judgments until everyone has spoken and let people know that all ideas will be considered. A greater diversity of ideas will definitely emerge. And as most of you know, diversity is a big subject, which I have written on. Failure is required for learning, but a relentless pursuit of results can also discourage employees from taking chances. When someone is too nervous or anxious to perform at their best, they don't perform at their best. The pressure to please the boss is too strong 
if they fear making a mistake could have dire consequences. Allow your people to make mistakes, leaders. They will grow from it and be better employees, and you will be viewed as a more competent leader. Lastly, number five, a competent leader nurtures growth. Helping people grow as a leader is an enormous responsibility, but most people need or want the chance to move up the ladder, so to speak. You as their leader need to put away any fear you might have in training someone to be a leader. Fear? Yes, fear. Fear that if you train them well, that they might replace you. Has anybody ever known anyone like that? I have a great example of perhaps something like this happening. And this goes back many years now, and I just happen to be in a mood to give sports examples. But for those of you who followed football, you remember the great quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, Brett Favre. Later on in Brett Favre's career, the Green Bay Packers drafted a quarterback by the name of Aaron Rodgers to take over for Brett Favre. And football is such a team game that in most circumstances, you would have expected the senior Brett Favre to mentor the younger, the rookie, Aaron Rodgers. But that did not happen. Why not? Well, many people believe it was because Brett thought that the sooner that he helped develop Aaron Rodgers, the sooner that he would be leaving Green Bay. Now, he ended up leaving Green Bay. He played for a couple more teams before he retired. Aaron Rodgers has gone on to a Hall of Fame career uh, when he retires, but it wasn't any help from Brett Favre, and that is well documented. So I'm just not saying that from a sports fan point of view. Uh, There definitely was a rift between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. So the people you develop to be the next generation of leaders in turn will feel a sense of gratitude and loyalty if you develop them. Think of people to whom you're most grateful, parents, teachers, friends, mentors. Chances are they cared for you or taught you something important. Your employees could have the same amount of gratitude for you if you help develop and mentor them. When leaders show commitment to our growth, employees are motivated to express their gratitude or loyalty by going the extra mile. If you want to inspire the best from your team, advocate for them, support their training and promotion, and go to bat to sponsor their important projects. The Drawscast Quote of the Day. All right, the Drawscast Quote of the Day comes from a singer by the name of Billy Joel. He's always been one of my favorite artists. And his quote in regards to competency is this. I am, as I've said, merely competent, but in the age of incompetence, that makes me extraordinary. Strong words from Mr. Joel. So for your homework or call to action, I would like you to think of an example where you let your weakness or fear as a leader or maybe even envy get in the way of you developing people, or maybe if you were in a position where your boss had those feelings and didn't develop you as well as you could have. I'd love to hear about it. If you get a hold of me at jeff at drawstalks.com and share it, you might get on the show. So uh, I mentioned at the end, I talk about a webinar and subject. So I have my next webinar coming up February 1st, 2019. It is going to be on what is servant leadership. Servant leadership and transformational leadership are big 
buzz topics in the leadership world going into 2019. So sign up at drawstalks.com. There'll be a link there for you to go and get signed up, and you can check out my little shop I got going there, too. So to reiterate, you can email me at jeff at drawstalks.com, and don't forget about Lucas at lucas at drawstalks.com. Share your experiences. Talk to Lucas uh, about getting me out to your next event. With each downloaded subscription, we are expanding the Drawscast Nation. If you are looking for the best way to get all of my videos, which, by the way, I'm up to 60 videos on my YouTube channel, Jeff Drozdowski. So go over there, check out any and all of those videos. The social media sites, I put those videos on as well, and that's great. But if you need a spot for all things video, Jeff Drozdowski on YouTube is the place to go. So thanks for listening. Spread the word. The Drawscast Nation is the place to be for leadership and motivation. Thank you so much. Until next time, this is You Succeeding. Keep it up. Kyla, bring this episode to an end, please. Thank you for being part of the Drawscast. Check out Jeff's website, drawstalks.com, to find out more about booking Jeff for your next event. Also at drawstalks.com, you can purchase Jeff's book, Inspired, How Our Differences Are Changing the Workplace or inquire about Jeff's training programs and personal or executive coaching. All of Jeff's video blogs can be seen on his YouTube channel, Jeff Drozowski. Thank you and bye for now.